0: The next verse Sonia Isar, Barma, Ind. Isar means Shiva. Barma, Brahma, the creator god. Shiva is the destroyer. Ind means Indra, the king of gods. So if we just literally translate this line, we can say, by listening, Shiva, Brahma, Indra. There's no context here. It doesn't really tell you, well, what about them? That's why all the translations you read, they all have slightly different variations. Do you become Shiva? Do you become Brahma? Do you become them? Do you become the same level as them? Do you understand them? It could mean all of these things. Yeah? One way to look at it is we can say, is Guruji saying that you become equivalent to them? Sunya Isar ind. If Guruji is saying that, then they, then they might be repeating what they said at the beginning of the, the last verse. Because they already used the word Sidh Pi The word Sur means Devte. Yeah? And... Shiva, Brahma, Vishnu, these are Devde as well. So is Guruji repeating himself? Could be. Or by deep listening, by having that attuned awareness, you will understand who is the real Shiva, who is the real destroyer of everything, who is the real creator of everything. Who is the real king of gods? Also in Hindu mythology, each of these gods are said to have lots of qualities. One is very fearless, one is very compassionate. One is very loving, one is very wise, very knowledgeable. Each of these gods have their own qualities. So Guruji here is saying that you will take on those qualities. Suniye Isar Barma Ind. Suniye Mukh Salahan Mand. Mukh with a Sihari means from the mouth. From the mouth. Moodina. Mukh from the mouth. Salahan. Salah it means to praise. Sift Salah. To do, to praise. mand Mand has an ankar underneath it which is talking about a single, singular. Mand means an unworthy person. Someone who society considers, considers low, bad, manda. Yeah? Guruji is saying that nobody is unworthy. That even if you call someone low and unworthy, when they listen, when they hear the Guru's Words. When they practice what the Guru is teaching them, even they start to sing the praises. With their mouth, they will start japping now. suniye Muk, Salahan, Mand. No one is beyond reform. No one is so low that they can't go to the Guru. No one is so far gone that Guru Nanak can't transform them. Shabad Guru can't have an impact on their life. Nobody is that far gone. And if you're a Mand, if you consider yourself to be a papi, a sinner, somebody low, notice how Guru Nanak Dev Ji isn't telling you to go sort out all of your pap first. If you've done all these bad things, the people who teach this idea of Karam, they try and teach this idea, if you've done lots of bad things, in order to have balance in the universe, all those bad things have to happen to you in order to have balance. And because we listen to that stuff all the time, we all believe it and we, I hear everyone talking about it. Karam, oh, it's, I have to balance out my karam. If I do something bad, the same thing will happen to me. Guru Nanak Dev Ji doesn't treat people like that. If you've done lots of bad things in your life, Guruji doesn't say, go and solve all of those, go back and apologize to all the people that you've hurt, go resolve all those issues. Guruji says, one moment that Naam comes into you, everything is wiped clean. One moment, one second, that you listen to the Guru's instruction, you get it, you understand Naam. All of your past is cleared out. Suniya duk paap ka nas. Nas means to destroy. All your sins are destroyed. The paap in there doesn't have an ankhad underneath it, it means it's plural. Bhavachan. Duk bhavachan, plural. All suffering, all sins are completely destroyed. Sins are like leaves on a tree. If you consider yourself like a tree, think about how many thousands of leaves there are on there. That's how many sins we carry. And if you were to go back and try and pick every single one of those leaves off, maybe eventually you might be able to do it. But what will happen? New leaves will grow. So Guru Nanak Dev ji doesn't talk about solving your old sins. Forget leaves on a tree. Guru Nanak Dev ji Gurbani Shabad Guru explains to us that the number of drops in an ocean that's how many sins I have. Jeta samund sagar Nir parya tete augan hamare As there is water in the ocean, that's how much bad virtues I have within me. Have mercy on me that this sinking stone can be swam across. How are you going to be swam across? Shabad is the Guru that is the boat on this ocean. How many times do we hear this analogy being used about the ocean and Guru and Nam is the one that carries you across. One second you understand Nam, one second you feel the Naad of everything and you understand your place in this whole system, everything is clear. So we don't Try and sort our sins out, Guru Nanak Devji thinks that's a completely futile way of doing living. You try and pluck all the leaves of a tree; new ones will come back. You cut one leaf, two will come back. What is Guru Nanak Devji's solution? You want to deal with it, cut it off at the roots. You want to deal with your sins, get very get to the very core of who you are and get rid of it. Then you'll realize, Main nahi nahi. I am nothing, I have nothing, nothing belongs to me. Yeah? That's how we deal with sins. And in one moment, somebody who is low, in just one moment they can begin when they understand, when they feel the Guru, when they finally find it within himself, they will start singing the praises. And only experience can do that to you. Only knowing it, feeling it, actually having an experience of this Naam can do that transformation of anyone. Sonia Jog jugata Tan ped Guruji is covering a lot of ground here. Siddhpir Surunath, Tarat Taval Akas, Deep Lo Patal, Ishar, Burma Ind. So many different concepts being covered here. Here, Guruji is t- tackling yoga. Jog Jugatha. The word Jog is the true meaning of the word yoga. Jog means union. To connect. When you connect, that's when you have this jog. <laughs> a true yogi is not somebody who does lots of postures. Guru Nanak Dev Ji is a true yogi. But how does he become a true yogi? Because he's connected. Jog banea tera kirtan ga I have become a yogi by singing your kirtan. Guruji says, Sonia, you will learn jog-jugat. Jogat means technique. Jog means yoga. You will know the true technique of yoga. The whole point of yoga, you will know it by listening by feeling Naam, by feeling it and listening. Remember we talked about the four stages of listening? Hearing, processing, feeling, and complete awareness. Utter awareness of everything around you. That is the point at which yoga is trying to get you to. Guruji says, you can achieve that. Naam will give you that. You will know the technique of yoga. Joga Jugat. Tan Ped. Tan means body. Tan with a sihari means within the body. Tan with a sihari here. Ped means secrets. Ped doesn't have an anchor underneath it. It's mukta. So it's plural the secrets of the body, you will know. How did all of these great Hindu scholars thousands of years ago write entire grants about the body? Today, if you want to study the body, Western medicine will take a body and start dissecting it. it says, there's the heart, there's the lungs, there's the nerves, there's the veins. Thousands of years ago, these Hindu mystics have written the oldest medical manual. Everything about the body they've written at levels of detail that they didn't have access to technology in those days to find those out. They've written them down. How? They did it by going within themselves, studying from their meditation that's why we say the meditators were the scientists in the old days. They didn't have the technology to cut people open and just look at everything in detail. But they were able to go into such a depth within themselves and write accurate manuals of what the body is made of. Tanpid, the secrets of the body, can be obtained through yoga. And by yoga, we mean the listening, the awareness of yoga. That awareness of yoga, if you start doing something where you start listening to your body, you can actually start feeling this part of my body doesn't feel right. Why? Because you're actually so sensitive. You can feel this part of my body doesn't feel right. What do I need to eat to make this feel better? But in, only, in order to do that, you have to stop being distracted by the outside world. When you stop being distracted by the outside world, you can start to tackle the inside world. Suniye, Jog, jagat Tan, Ped, the secrets of the body. What do we do? We are constantly chasing the mind's desires. What is the mind's desires? Oh. is to satisfy our five senses. The mind says, go enjoy some tastes, new sounds, new sights, new experiences. That's what the mind is constantly doing. So your body is being satisfied and it's giving desires in the mind. And we spend all of our time just trying to satisfy those desires. Yoga is listening to the body beyond the desires. There is desires and then there is needs. Satisfy the needs of the body by all means. If you're hungry, eat. We're not about starving ourselves. We're not about doing difficult things to the body. The body is a a vessel. We're stuck with it. We have to look after it. This is the one body that we have. We have to look after it. But then there's looking after and then there's going to the extreme of satisfying every desire. That's what we do all day with our mind. But when you can separate yourself, when you can see Atma, then you can see body as something irrelevant. When you can separate yourself from your body, you can separate yourself from the desires of your body. That happens by listening. Listening to who you are, what are you. When you find you are Atama, then you will see that I'm not this body, so I don't have to keep listening to what the body wants. I'm not this mind, so I don't have to keep listening to this mind. Then you will understand the real secrets of the body, what the body really needs. You can go in suniya, joga, jugat, and this is the technique of yoga. This is joga, jugat, tanaped and the secrets of the body. Sonia, Sastra, Simrata, Ved. Guruji now references these old manuals. Yeah, He's talked about all the things that are in the manuals. Now he just talks about the manuals themselves. The Shastras, the Simritis, the Vedas. All the old well-respected grants of the time. Guruji says that you will understand their true meaning. It doesn't mean that you'll know everything in those Vedas like we said before those veds cover so much detail biology physics chemistry all of these things you won't necessarily know all of these things but you will understand what they're trying to say what is the essence of these you'll know what's behind them it is said that the four veds aren't written by any man that the veds come directly from the divine they say Brahma has written the four Vedas, that no man has written them. If you want to understand where does this come from, then you have to go within yourself, find what you are and you will know where does this knowledge come from. So you will understand the historic grants. Sonia Sast Simrat Ved Nanak says the saints the meditators, the ones who have listened, are forever carefree. Sonia, duk, bab, ganas. Because they've listened and they've eradicated suffering and sin. So we've covered a lot of concepts. But ultimately, Guru Nanak Dev Ji is talking about one thing. Suffering and sin. Guruji ultimately points out that being in a state of bliss is really what, we, what we're trying to get to. That he's trying to protect us, to take us out of suffering, take us out of constant pain, constant turmoil. And you only have to sit with your mind for a few minutes to see that the mind is always struggling. In fact, Guruji says that the whole world is struggling, is suffering. Sansara rogi, the whole world is, is diseased. And what's the solution? Naam. Naam is the medicine. Nanak dukhiya sab sansar The whole world is dukhi. The whole world is suffering. This is why Guru Nanak Dev Ji came here. This is why all the previous great masters have come here. To help you with this one thing. To help you with suffering. Nanak Dukhya Sab sansar Nanak is saying the whole world is struggling. But Guru is also giving the solution to suffering so why aren't we in this state <coughs> why aren't we sadavigas why haven't we got rid of dukkha what are we doing in our life that's stopping us from being in this sadavigas constant bliss the pagats are doing it what's the difference between us and the pagats This is why Guru Nanak Dev Ji starts by first thing in the morning. Guru Ji, in order to answer that question, just think about yourself. When you wake up first thing in the morning, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? It'll be different for everyone. But that is an indicator of where your mind is at. First thing in the morning, I know what I do. Most people pick up their mobile phones. Or they start thinking about their duties in life. What needs to be done straight away. By the time you've woken up in the morning, you're already late. You already have 10 things on your to-do list in your mind. So what's stopping us? We're stopping ourselves, right? How can we get better? Because I don't want to make this stuff all very airy-fairy, yeah? Oh, sounds very good, Guru Nanak Dev Ji, Nanak Bhagata Salavigas. Fantastic. But what about us? Because if it's not relevant to us, it doesn't mean anything. No point reading this, no point learning what this means. What do we do? How can we change? How can we improve? Can we improve? Or we can have the right intention all the time, but as soon as the class finishes, you go outside the room, mind comes back in, duties come back in, you check, oh, I've got three missed calls, oh, I must do this, I must call that person, I have to do. All the duties of life come back in. How do we improve? How do we change?